And we are live. Welcome, everybody, to episode 197 of Divi Chat. I am so happy to be here with my good pals, Mike and Sarah. And today we're going to be talking about a contingency plan. This one isn't always a super fun thing to talk about. It can get a little morbid. We're going to define what it is, even without Tim, we're going to define this. And we're going to talk about how we can get this in place for our business if we don't already have it. Before we dive into this topic, um, you can see maybe that we're on a slightly different uh, layout today. We're trying something a little bit new. Um, let us know what you think. If this is this is we're going live through StreamYard as opposed to using Zoom, so it's it looks a little bit different. We've been playing around with different platforms. You know, we had uh, an eCam episode or two, and we're trying uh, StreamYard. Um, so let us know what you think. And if you happen to be watching live on Facebook on our Facebook page, the Divi Chat Facebook page, you can leave comments, and we'll be able to put them in the on the screen like. Our buddy Miro, one of our moderators. Hey. No purple crazy background? Hey. Yeah. Hey, we got Miro a lot of feedback. The purple was a little bit too much. Oh, man. Look at this. See, this is going to be cool. If you guys are on the uh, on oh, Facebook. I think. Oh, actually, it's YouTube it's comments, YouTube. too. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 So uh, we got Scott Tambling here. Hi, oh, Scott. Thanks, Scott. Um, and then um, Danny Green. Welcome from... Australia, I think as well, right? Danny, you're in Australia, aren't you? Uh, and then, so it's early for you too. And then um, Nancy has a contingency plan it's to run screaming into the night, <laughs> never to be seen or heard from again. Nancy, you are in the right place. We're going to help you with this. But before we dive in, would you guys please do everyone the honor of introducing yourselves and telling the peoples where they can find you? Let's just go in order. Now we know actually what we look like too, because it's crazy. The order is the same on both. <laughs> so, Mike, you go. You go next. Hi. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, my name's Mike Devitt. Um, I'm the owner of Web Design Pro, a web design company in the UK based in Maidstone, Kent, uh, creating super fast websites for our customers. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and on WebDesignPro.co. Lovely. What a great name too. Web Design Pro. I mean, come on. Who isn't looking for a Web Design Pro? Exactly. I don't think we've ever talked about that. Yeah. Sarah Oates. Welcome. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at our website, which is endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials, although I'm a little bit haphazard there. Um, and it's nice to be here on this nice new little format. I've just noticed I can see the comments on the side. I don't think we can write back to them. So unless we're in the YouTube thing, we can't actually write back, but we can see them. So that's kind of nice as well. So, yeah, I don't think we can. Fun to try something new. Yeah. yeah, guys, let us know um, what you think of this. So also we can do, we can change it up too. We can be like this. But Sarah didn't want to, she wanted to hide her room. Oh, I've got so much chaos like, is going this, on in this house. Is it just moment. two in your face if we're all like I'm shorter this? in this. I need to take you off. You need to get taller. <laughs> <laughs> can we get you a booster seat, Mike? Here we go. Or you could just, you know, you can just go. aim your camera. Always <laughs> up in the camera. <laughs> when I go to, every time I go get my hair cut, uh, I'm tall, which Nobody knows on Zoom. You can't tell how tall I am, yeah. although I look taller than Mike. But uh, <laughs> so they're always trying to pump the chair to like get me to go lower and it never works. It's always like I'm always over. And I'm like, do I need to slump? Anyway, 
I'm Stephanie Hudson here as always repping Focus WP, where we help agency owners and freelancers to have extra hands on deck to take care of maintenance, development, even copywriting so that they can focus on doing, see what I did there? Focus on doing what they love and increasing their monthly recurring revenue. You can find me at focuswp.co and I'm always, Mike and I are both always in the focus on your biz group, always hanging out in there. And we usually have a pretty fun little Zoom hangout or webinar, one or the other on Thursday nights. So we'd love to have you. Anyway, okay, so contingency plans. By a show of hands in the chat, who has a contingency plan in place? And what do we mean by contingency plan? One of you guys want to tackle the, the defo? Well, I, I came in, what's, what's the word? Something happened here in Australia last year called a really big fire. And when that <laughs> Remember happened- Remember that? It's like such a blur of 20, know, after 2020. Before COVID. Whoever thought it was anything actually happened a, before COVID? It was only yeah, your, con your whole <laughs> continent like burned down. Yeah. So uh, during the fires over New Year's, we had gone down the coast. And so we go to the coast all the time. It's not a big deal. Um, if I have holidays, generally my policy is I just take my computer with me and I kind of figure I'll just monitor my emails. If anything like emergent comes through, I'll deal with it. Usually I send an email to clients kind of if I'm going to take an extended amount of time off saying, hey, uh, I'm going on leave. If there's anything important, let me know. But otherwise, I'll deal with it when I get back. But um, I don't even know if I'd sent that because Christmas, everyone just goes on leave. So you don't really have to worry too much about it. But we went down there and I was faced with the thing where we had no cell coverage, which also meant we had no internet. And I was, I'd literally dropped off the side of the earth and it was days. I was going to ask you that. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say to you. Days and days of. Does everybody ever go just like off the grid, off grid nowadays. It's like just not. Uh, well, I don't ever like, no. so my contingency plan was I always take my computer with me. And suddenly I had this thing where I realized, and on that holiday, I think it was at the same holiday or maybe it was the year before. I can't remember, but a lady that I had listened to a podcast all the time, her husband just like suddenly died in this car accident. And again, it was this moment of like, what happened if I just like died? Like I'm not sick. So there's nothing like that I'm expecting to just die. But if I had a car accident, what would happen? Like what would happen to my clients? How would they get their stuff? Um, would it be possible for them to take it? Do they even know who hosts their website? For example, like I know I talk about it regularly, but do they actually know? Like if something happened to me, who would they talk to? How would they know who to talk to? So I think both of those things brought up for me, that question of, well, does anyone have access to my last pass? Could they like gain access to those passwords? I keep a tight ship in terms of security and right. that would cause a lot of problems with contingency type stuff. Um, and so I think it's that thing of you're not going to know when it's coming. So you're not going to know that you're going to completely lose internet, cell coverage, like be completely uncontactable or you're going to just die or something horrible like that. You don't want to plan for it, but if it happens, it's going to happen out of nowhere and someone needs to know that they need to do something or how yeah. to do that something to be able to, or your clients need to know, okay, if I can't get her, who do I contact? They, they need to actually know that information. Um, so, yeah, those are the two things that made me face that question. And the literal definition of a contingency, according to Google, I don't know. 
the <laughs> Oxford Dictionary, is a provision for an unforeseen event or circumstance. So a lot of times this is referred to as the uh, got hit by a bus plan, things like that. Yeah. This is where the morbid yeah. element comes in. <laughs> like if your yeah. house burns down, if your husband dies, if you get really sick. And uh, I had a I have a client still. It's been an ongoing client relationship. And he he doesn't like that. He's a more positive guy. So he calls it yeah. a win the lottery plan. <laughs> like if you won the lottery and we're like, I'm out, <laughs> what would happen to your client? Oh, that's like, that's, that's a positive good. side of everything, isn't it? <laughs> right? yeah. so we don't, it doesn't have to be more of it. This but if is you like, won if the you lottery, won. there is a moment where you could email everybody and say, I won the lottery, I'm out. Like if you die... <laughs> You can't yes. send that Sarah, way to bring it. Look, Sarah's even dressed the part of the dark. She's wearing That's all right. black today. Got her hair pulled back tight. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I have thought a lot about this. And one of the things that um, holds me up a bit is just doing things not in the way that they're supposed to be done. So even if I have a plan in place, and maybe this comes more later in the talk, but like, Oh, I'll just like, I just happened the other day. It wasn't uh, an emergency, but someone, uh, one of my clients needed access to their DNS records. And I had been moving a bunch of domains around. I've been switching hosting and all this stuff. And I had just dumped them into my Cloudflare account. Well, I couldn't give them access to my Cloudflare account. Yeah. So now what do I do? And it, it like, so then I had to create another account, go to, but I had to do it when I wasn't planning on doing that because I couldn't tell them. Uh, no, you don't, you can't have access to your domains that you, own. <laughs> you know, so yeah. even contingencies for little things, it doesn't have to be life and death, Sarah, but yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're down so to, what? To, yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, I, I think it's all about it. The Poor Mike's all... stuck in between you and I. I right know, now, I know. <laughs> risks, to the, risks to your business. Here we go. Word in edgeways this evening. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all about risk, risks to your business. Um, and I, I tend to think of it firstly as the the two two different two different sides, this hardware and software. So it's kind of like um, what happens if all of our PCs go down? Um, yeah. Uh, and what happens if uh, or any of all the websites go down? So if you've got, if you're hosting um a whole load of websites um on behalf of your your customers what's your contingency plan if that hosting disappears and yep. what's the risk to each business so every business is going to be different sometimes i speak to people and they say oh my website could be down for a day i don't mind it doesn't really bother yeah. me <laughs> and you think, really that? well some people do oh they're gosh. just they're just yeah. not, they're just not concerned about it. they want a presence they're not really worried about it but you might have another situation where you've got, I don't know, an e a really thriving e-commerce business and every second counts. So yeah. what this comes down to is, is looking at the probability that something's going to happen and, and, and the impact. So it's, it's, it's kind of like if you've got a high impact and a high probability of something going to happen, then that's the first thing that you need to cover and work out what you're going to do about it. And even if you just cover those things, to start off with, that is going to be a great start. And then, like you were saying just a second ago, Stephanie, some of the sort of smaller things, but are still important, like somebody rings you up and says, my email's done, I had this um, Monday, 
couldn't receive any emails, panicking, couldn't receive any emails, oh. please help us. Um, and it turned out they hadn't changed their credit card on their account. And it's a small, <laughs> but, but, but when you start looking at it, you, you go for the, oh my God, what's happened to their email and all that sort of thing. And then I'm thinking now this has got to be explainable. There's nothing, there's nothing, you know, apparent here. And it's a classic scenario. They've bought their um, account through a reseller. Yep. And so they, they've forgotten they've done that. They did it about four or five years ago. The credit card's expired and they're not, they've stopped mm -hmm. receiving emails. And that was really important to their business. And so that's, you know, their contingency plan was to ring, was to ring me out of hours <laughs> on Monday night. But they were and you're panicking. like, I so, don't do your email. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. But it's it's kind of like, you know, you just think, well, okay. You're their go-to guy, the though. Can help. Yeah, that's it. To and me, that's what people do. Sorry. Yeah. No, no. To me, the like my uh, sort of front line is, which, by the way, look at my hand, you guys. For those that are on, I got Ow. in a fight with a wine Ooh. glass the other day. What? And I think the wine glass won. <laughs> yeah, I was washing it. I had my hand in it. Oh, and like washing the whole the side of it just blew out and it just shredded my knuckles. And knuckles Ouch. bleed a lot. It's, I look like, seriously, I look like I've been in a fist fight. But um, it's really, really attractive. You should see the other guy. Exactly. <laughs> He's in the He's trash. In <laughs> yeah. He's in bits. Yeah. Anyway, so I think one of my first, um, like my first, first, first thing is access. So how do yeah. we give, like, because every, we have so much control of things, but it's, it's all behind passwords and security, yeah. right? So to me, that's the first thing. And LastPass, you guys know, I'm a huge LastPass person. I think both of you guys are too, right? Mike, do you use LastPass? You don't. Okay. I knew Sarah did, but yeah. So it has a, a like, basically a contingency feature in there. That yeah. someone can, in an emergency, you can de you can delegate access to your entire um, vault or whatever they call it, and you can set sort of rules for it. So I have um, an assistant, somebody that actually one of the um, ladies that does the maintenance for Focus WP. She runs the updates every other week, I think, and. Um, her and I have been friends for years. I've known her for a long time, but she did this for Sweet Tea before Focus even existed. So she's been with me for years and she's a friend, so I trust her. I know her family and all that stuff. So I'm fortunate that I have this person that is some, a friend, but also connected to the business. And so I made her yeah. my delegate. Now I also have a business partner, Tom, which is also nice. But if you are just on your own, you've got to sort of find that person. And even yeah. if it's a family member or somebody that you can give total trust, the way the delegate feature works, I don't, that's not what it's called. Do you know what it's called, Sarah? No. I can't remember. Can you Google that? Because I forget. Yeah. But it's like they can request access to your entire vault and you can set up a time limit in which you are able to then deny that. So let's it's say- emergency access, which makes sense. Oh, okay. Sense. Cleverly, yeah. So let's yeah. say- uh, Liz just turns, she, she finds the dark side and she requests to get in. Well, I haven't been hit by a bus and I sure as hell haven't won the lottery. So I'm here. So I'm going to deny her that because she has no business having all that access. So I can hit deny. And I have like, I think I have it set to like two days or something that I have to do that. But the, the idea is you want to keep it long enough that somebody can't just get in 
if you're not, if you don't want them to, they're but fine. short enough that like, if there really is an emergency that they can get access. Cause once that time yeah. limit goes, if you haven't denied their access, then the vault is unlocked to them. So it's kind of a clever way of doing it. Like sort of a little double sit, double fault on there, you know? So, um, anyway, that's, that's my like level one. And then she doesn't have all of my clients. So it doesn't, that's not a total problem solver, but she does know Tom. She works with him. So between the two of them, they could at least do some do some good in getting to It's people. nice to be in that position, isn't it, where you know that mm -hmm. there's just somebody else there that, that's behind it. So I work with my son, so he has access to, access oh, to, absolutely, yeah, access to absolutely everything, and he's a lot younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so he's uh he, he it's kind of one of those situations but when the, bus I first out, the bus no, doesn't care the bus doesn't care no the bus doesn't care when i first started out uh and, and i'm sure both of you when you started out it was like you know laptop you know starting off with a few clients and and, and that sort of thing and and you didn't really think about that i did have a i did always think that the most important thing that i should do when when starting out was to put everything in my client's name so yeah. it's it's a little bit when you you go and take out a subscription to something and then um your wife rings up the same people and they say well we only can talk to the account holder and that's what people do these days so that's really a, a nice start for the clients as well because if you tell them well if we do get hit by a bus or something does happen to us you've got access to everything they will talk to you. There's going to be no issue. So I think that's that's a really good start. Really yeah. important to do. That is good. Yeah, I, I think like that. I, um, I definitely inherited like domain names that are not in the client's name. And I don't know what it's like for dot coms, but dot com dot au, it's actually attached to your ABN, so your business ABN. And to change it from one ABN to another ABN. Um, costs $150. So it's not even just like a frustrating process. It's actually a financially frustrating process mm -hmm. to change that domain name. So I know back in the day, a lot of web companies would just register it in their own name. And then the, like, it's not even in the client's business. So the business doesn't technically own that domain name. So it's like, that's a really important process um, that you're just a douchebag if you don't put it in your client's name in that I mean, case let's be nice sometimes it happens <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not giving a pass for that one that one there's no pass for that like hosting anything else can be in your name but the domain name no no, no. just no i do no. have my I'm not email i have never done it i do have my email address attached to pretty much all the abns purely from the fact and maybe this is like maybe this makes me the bad person but i do that purely from the fact that when it's the client's email address i get 500 emails from them saying oh my gosh it says my e my domain is about to expire and i'm the one who pays for their domain name so then they're freaking out so i generally put my email address i guess if they then they wanted to move it somewhere else i'm the one that has to approve that and that could cause some problems um, but I do it because it's just so frustrating when they like freak out right. every year. How do you find the happy medium? Fine. Yeah. How do you find the happy medium? And the good news is that you're not nefarious. And I'm, you know, like if I've done that in the past, which it isn't good and I don't do it anymore, but, um, yeah. but I have, you know, I have, I've had, yeah. I have some still domains just from way back that are just in there. And a lot of times it's with either like 
clients who are family or yeah. um, just longtime clients from early days. And it's like, they don't even care that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like for real, for new clients and all that stuff. I don't. And one nice thing that I've been really taking advantage of lately is this, the delegate access that um, a lot of different places are now offering. So like on Cloudflare, oh, when I reset that up, I set one up in an email address for them. I sent them the login to it. And then, uh, which I actually used an alias of my domain. Like I set it up with an email address that I own. So I'll get the notifications, but I sent them the credentials to log in. Yeah. So that's kind of a workaround for like what you're saying. And then I logged into that account, set myself up as a delegate. So now their domains all show up in my Cloudflare anyway. Yeah. So it's oh, even better because that's the other that. Isn't it beautiful? Because that's the other yeah. hassle was like all of, then you have to log into 50 different accounts. It was the yep. same with GoDaddy because that's where like 90% yeah. of my clients register with GoDaddy. And now you can sign up for a free GoDaddy Pro account and you can you can request access right from your dashboard. You right. can request access or grant access. And it's the same thing. Then you can basically uh, log into their stuff. So those kind of nice. tools and features have made it really nice because... Another thing you run into if you've got, um, like if they've signed, like a lot of people I see on the Facebook groups and stuff, they say like, oh, I have my clients go buy this plugin, go buy this domain, go buy this hosting account. Well, we run into this all the time with Focus. Two-factor is like the death yeah. of outsourcing <laughs> because it's so difficult to log yeah. in if somebody has two-factor. So, I mean, obviously that's the point of two-factor, but it is, it is. allowing us to log um, in. Did you get that it, with SiteGround? Like have you found with Code Canyon that it's an issue? Because I find that... I know, we it, never do Code Canyon. Like Code Canyon, <laughs> if someone has purchased a plugin and they've paid for the license, sometimes it doesn't automatically update. Like just because you've paid for a license doesn't mean that automatic updates come through to the thing. And sorry about that. Um, and so you end up getting like an email saying that there's been an update and you literally have to download it and re-upload it to the website but you can't download it if you don't have a license. So like it's that mm -hmm. thing of I always buy the things for my clients purely because it's a pain in the butt for me later if I need to like re-download it and upload it to their website. And that's so that the thing, you really don't want to bother one. them either. You, you know, you, you, no. It's like if you're doing maintenance and you've got to log into their server, we've got a lot of clients on SiteGround. And every single time now, um, I don't know how long ago SiteGround introduced it was maybe 18 months ago but every single time now on every single site it doesn't matter whether you've logged into it even 20 minutes ago it it's like a sentiment yeah two-factor and you think oh yeah. no it's just it's just so painful there is there is something you can set up with hey, could you send me that code and then <laughs> an hour and yeah. a half later they send it to yeah. you and you're like yeah and so, you're like oh, i'm gonna do it again now <laughs> the standard email you're gonna get a verification code it's going to expire yep. in 10 minutes please send mm -hmm. it to me now <laughs> then we can get on with your work um yeah. but it is it is a really really difficult one um and um but it is it is part of protecting their you know uh, uh their, their their estate their what their, their intellectual property if you like you know yeah you know, we've talked about digital real estate. It's protecting their, you know, their yeah. website. The host that I'm with now, 
um, has that kind of delegate function, which is really cool. It's only come in the last year or so. But basically, if someone asks me for help and they have hosting with the same company, then they can just request that I have access. And rather than, than me getting a username and password to their website, they just get added to my dashboard. And so then I can get into their Plesk account yep. and do whatever I need to do, which is great. Like that's made a huge difference to um, feeling like I can support other people who are on that same host without I've just got my one login and I'm good to go. Yeah. Well, I, mem I remember I, we had a, um, a, a huge uh, go live that we were preparing for, really significant one over a weekend. And um, they'd given us access to um, a, the domain, but only like, you know, it wasn't like we, we could just get into the domain and we had to have access to it. So it was just yeah. a zone zone that we can make changes to. And we tested it on the Friday and we were going to go live on a Sunday. It was like, you know, like a Sunday night cut over. Tested it on yeah. a Friday, went to log into it on the Sunday just to check again. Wouldn't let us in. <laughs> we, we we went back and forth. We took, we, so it, 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 this is when we're talking about contingencies. We're also talking about timelines and time constraints because those are all things that are going to potentially affect your business. And if you're not set up for plan B, so our plan B was we didn't have one for this situation because we, we thought, well, we tested it on the Friday, we tested it on the Sunday, and actually the the uh, company had actually just removed the account. They said, no, we didn't think you needed that account, so we removed it, even though we'd expressed the ask for it, and we had to go through the third party as well to get it. So they've got like a uh, an IT company that looks after this company, so we had to go via the company, their IT company, and then their hosting, uh, their domain hosting account in order to get it and we we had, phone, we had phone calls going all over the place and it took us two hours to resolve it and it was just like we lost two hours and so that meant that whole timeline and everything got pushed back um and then you then you know it's not so much of a panic but it's kind of like you know we're we're under the cost here now and we we were due to start at two and it's now four and um so yeah. time is also time is also something you have to think about in your contingency plans Right. And that's another one that isn't uh, about death or dismemberment. It's just something goes wrong. And, and what do you do? How do you get get access or how do you give access to your clients for different things? Yeah, I think that was one we were talking about last week, was it? I think you said you'd never had it, Steph. But when you update a website and it gets stuck in dot maintenance, for example. Oh, yeah. If something like that happens and you don't have FTP access or you don't have hosting access, like if someone just says to you, hey, I'll give you WordPress access. Can you just like help me whatever? Like that is one of those ones where it's such a pain to try and get hosting access because often clients don't even understand what hosting is. They don't understand what hosting access is. Yep. They don't understand what domain login is. They don't understand any of it. And it's so much easier to just say, oh, we'll just get WordPress login. That's fine. But the amount of times that you then get in that moment of like, oh my God, it's stuck in dot, stuck in dot maintenance and I can't do anything without hosting. Um, or like an update fails and it like kills the site or, you know, whatever it is, knowing where the backups are, knowing how to use them, having practiced using a backup, I think is a really good idea um, because it is. you can think I've it's got hard to do, but it's but have you actually so activated a backup before? Like some hosting makes it really, really simple, which is great. Like my host is just a one click and it will restore to one of your backups, which is great. But if my host went away, 
yes, I have my backups. Yes, they're on OneDrive or whatever. Um, what would I do? How would I go about that? Like I haven't practiced then go, going and putting that on some, on a different Plesk server. I'm assuming it would work, but I haven't tried it. Right. So, you know, like knowing that you could deal with something quickly, yeah. I think is important to know. And I think also on the back of that is making the decision that you're going to use that backup. So if you've got a transactional website, you're going to continue to think about, actually, this is the point where I'm saying, you know, if you're going to go and use a backup on a transactional website where, say, the last database backup was, say, four hours beforehand and there's been quite or a few. Or a day before or a or week Or a day before. or exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like even with those scenarios, yeah. it's kind of like and then so this is in your planning. This becomes your high impact and um, your high probability of something that could happen is how long are you going to work on something that is either impaired or not working properly so it's yeah and it's and it's having if you've got an idea of how long you would do that for before you call the cavalry and you need to have some cavalry that you can call on <laughs> um yeah. then you know then you need to make sure that you've you've got all those things in place and uh, I, i've seen this the, this scenario and i've felt this scenario when i've been trying to work on something i think how much longer are you going to go on this before you you, you, your stubbornness, if you like, to try and solve the problem, your determination, which is a great thing to have um, to, to, to get to solutions, but actually sometimes they can actually be a problem for the business because they're like, well, you're going to fix this or what? So yeah. it's, it's, it's that scenario as well. So, yes, you're absolutely right. Test, you know, have you tested the backup? Have you tested that it's going to work? Yeah. Because you could... You could have that horrible, horrific moment where you go, okay, we're going to do a restore for you. Don't worry, be back up soon. Now, <laughs> work. <laughs> when, when you get it, I just completely lost what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I had something good to say, I promise. And I'm like, my brain is going in too many different directions because I'm thinking about all this stuff and thinking about where we're going. So on Mike's point, I think that's where you need to make a decision based on each website of how important are these backups. So obviously backups are really, really important. Most people only back up to their server. Um, so keeping in mind that when you do that, sometimes it makes the backups ginormous and you end up paying for more hosting than you need to. But also keeping in mind if your host goes down, uh, you need to know your backups are somewhere else. But then on Mike's mm -hmm. point, how often do you back up? Like for most small business websites who are not transactional, um, who get a notification if someone fills in a form to their email, that's kind of a backup going on, right? Like a daily incremental backup is totally fine for one of those ones. So in general, most of my small business clients, and I'm very upfront with them about what we do, we do a daily incremental backup and we keep, and weekly there's like a full backup and then we keep that for one month. So you've got one month worth of backups. We can go back to any day within that month. That's available, no issues. But if you have a transactional website, you may want to consider doing that. But additionally, you do a database incremental backup, for example. Incremental just means it just looks at what's changed since last time you did it. So you could do an incremental backup for a really important website 
You could do it hourly if you wanted to. It's not going to take up that much more space. It is going to take up some processing power, but realistically, yeah, the that. database yep. is one of the smaller parts of the website. So you're not backing yeah. up all your images, for example. You're just backing up the database. Um, and it may be that you make that decision and it may be that you charge that client more because you say, look, this is what we offer to standard clients. They get a daily backup. We would probably recommend that you have hourly database backups. That's going to take some processing power. Therefore, you're going to need a bit more grunt for your website. So we're going to charge you a bit more. So you can get around that, but you need to be really upfront with your client right from the beginning. Um, this is the risk you run and you need to make that decision. We will do whatever you are asking us to do, but giving them the control so that then if something goes wrong, they understand that you only keep hourly backups or you only keep daily backups and therefore they're going to lose whatever it is. And most small businesses don't care. They don't care if they lose three days of changes, whatever, it's no big deal. Um, but for some, they will care and you're kind of running your contingency right from the start that it's on them. If they lose three hours, they lose three hours um, because th they had that choice and they chose that particular thing. So even making sure you've got that in writing somewhere could be protecting yourself for the future. Did yeah. you remember your really Steph? Yeah, I did, but I have like so many <laughs> to say right now. The fact that you said <laughs> to write stuff down is super important. The documentation yeah. of all of this is yeah. huge. And for me, that's tough. That's not my strength. Documentation yeah. and the detailed stuff is not my strength. And I think a lot of, a lot of you guys out there, you're creative for starters, which means details mm -hmm. can be tough. And for seconds, we're busy. You're either yeah. running an agency trying to grow your business or you're working full time and hustling at night, you know, like to stop yeah. and write down, I just did this. Like I can and barely- how many times do you think, time. oh, I will remember this for sure. Oh, right, no, yeah. definitely. Don't. And you don't, no. <laughs> yeah, so I think no. documentation is hugely important and yeah. also, yeah, I'm sort of swinging back to a comment that someone made that we haven't um, pull, pulled in here yet. Let me see if I can find it. Um, it was about sending a document to uh, to um, your clients that have their access. Oh, it was Casey, Double Shot SEO. I give my clients all these details in an info pack and tell them to store it somewhere. My VA has access to everything too. So that's a really great yeah. setup. She's got redundancy in there with somebody else having access because let's face yeah. it, the clients will lose it or not know how to use it or whatever, oh, but sure. at least it's not on you, right? You've yeah. at least put it on them so that, but and so can, we start you thinking can about pr prove that email, right? Like some right, of that is exactly. about being able to produce the email that says, I gave you access to this back at this mm -hmm. date. Um, I yeah. guess how you give it to them is a tricky one. Like, please don't email them that password. Um, so oh, make sure yeah, that you've no, given no. it to them in a protected and secure, secure way. way. But another thought is, Steph, where do you keep your documentation? So, um, right. so we're saying, right. okay, so email trail is really good and you want to make sure that you've got an email trail. I had a, a mistake that I made where I went from sarah.oats at Endure to Sarah at Endure which is fine, no mm -hmm. big deal. But the way like I did Madonna it, now. <laughs> that's right, I'm just Sarah. <laughs> just one name. Um, mm -hmm. just one I just figured it was so much easier than having to spell like my yeah. full name. But the way I did it, um, I lost all my old emails. Like it was just, it was rookie oh. mistake, like towards the beginning. I, and some, like there was a potential legal issue at one point and I couldn't go back and look at those emails. So 
emails are great. Oh. Make sure you've got a couple of them. You know, it is a really good record. Technically, from a legal perspective, like they're like if they're good, they're better than nothing. Um, and so having that email trail is really good to be able to say, hey, I've shared this via LastPass or whatever it is. But then for yourself, like where are you keeping those records? So if you want to keep records about a client, do you have a CRM that you use? Do you, like Steph and I were talking about using Bear the other day, which is an app just for like keeping notes for yourself, um, which seems like a really cool way of just kind of like, it doesn't have to be like a official legal thing, but just thing, yeah, but just one. having that is not a paper notebook. So yeah, it's Mac. Fire, you've got, yeah. I don't know. It might actually be both. It might be um, both, is it? I don't know. I don't know, you but it's keep, password yeah. protected. You can use your fingerprint to unlock it and stuff. So that's nice too for that. So you could keep it thing, in LastPass. So you can keep notes within yeah, you can LastPass keep notes itself. In LastPass. Um, I know some people have like Excel documents where they just keep like, um, so when you buy something off Code Canyon or whatever, you get like a license code, uh, mm -hmm. keeping all the license code somewhere. I'm terrible at this stuff. Like I'm not saying I'm the king of it, but like if you're going to keep it somewhere, you probably need a place that you keep all the things, right? Yeah. Where do you guys keep it's them? It's the hardest thing to do. It is the hardest thing to do is because it's it's working steady rather than fast. And what we what we all want to do is to be able to fix something, do something quickly, get it on there, yep. get it working, tell them it's all done. And actually, you've got to stop. You've got to slow down. And you've got to take, yeah. your, take your time and make sure you're recording all of these things. I you know, even keeping a change log. Um, and I've, I've done change logs um, for every client. And the reason that I do that is because wow. if, we, yeah, if, if we Mike, make a change. Amazing. No, but if you make a change to the website uh, and you've forgotten that you made a change, say, a week ago, um, yep. something happens in, in, in that week, you can, go, you can go back to it and say, oh, well, we changed something on the 17th. Hold on a second. Yep. This, this could be the reason. And we did that. We had that with a, a situation where we made a change, and we hadn't. Nobody had realised that there was a problem. Um, they raised the issue. We went back to it. Went ah, we, we've identified the day that this happened, so we can we can go back. And it's just yeah. like you were saying earlier about just forgetting stuff. If you've got that little <laughs> bit of, if you've got that little bit of note, Nancy's Nancy's got a solution. Post it. it. <laughs> no, Nancy. Yeah, I can imagine on Nancy's wall. I got this notebook someplace. Yes. It was like a little notepad and it said on the cover, not for passwords. And I was like, man, yeah, I have yeah. so many clients. I want to send I've, I've worked off notebooks for a really, really long time just because I love notebooks, not for passwords, but just okay. for like phone calls or like whatever. And so Steph and I were just talking the other day because I was thinking I really need to move digital. Um, and so I'd found this app and she said, oh, I use Bear, you should check it out. And so I checked that one out. It doesn't really matter what you use, right? But, uh, and whether or not you have like an official kind of change log document where you enter it, if you're working with other people, you probably need some sort of document that's just for each client where you add that stuff in. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I'm starting to try and work on is each day I just have Bear open on the side and I just chuck in really rough notes. I make sure the client name is a part of it. And then it can be just really rough notes of like, I added this plugin for this client or I, whatever, really natural language, not too complicated, just enough that it can spark my memory if I need to go back to it. And then that app will let you search. So then I can just search. You can use hashtags oh, cool. if you want or whatever, but I could just search like Endure, for example, and it's going to bring up 
any entry and I just have a new entry for every day that starts with the date. It's got a general checklist of the things that I know I need to do that I can tick off as I go and then just super rough notes. And I figure that is better than having nothing and it can be password protected. It's digital. It's being backed up somewhere. I can find it on my phone if I need to, if I'm not near my computer. Um, And if there's a fire at my house, like, because literally I have notebooks for years and years and years of things that I've taken notes of, but that could get stolen. There could be a fire and I would have no record of it ever. And sometimes my handwriting sucks. Let's be real. (laughs) I have. um, It's only available on the Mac. Oh, but there's other it doesn't there's have lots to be of apps like that though. it like yeah. literally just pick one that you like writing on this one's pretty so you can change the colors and like all those things but then making sure it's got backups it's got password protection i think they're the important things and then you can see it maybe on your phone and your computer kyle, those are the things i would look kyle, for it's kyle it's because she says it weird it's bear B-E-A-R. Because she talks funny. <laughs> Listen, I got both of these guys who talk funny on with me too. Bear, bear to <laughs> yeah, B-E-A-R. I was, it's a, um... I was playing with one that was on setup that was free and then Steph convinced me to try Bear and I did like Bear more, I got to admit. But there's junkies, heaps around. It. it doesn't have yeah, to be so... any particular one. Just pick one that you like that works and backs what up. What I have to do is automate as much as possible like Sarah I know you've talked before on previous episodes at the end of the day before you're done for the day you record all your time entries and oh my god, I totally do I work until somebody is like screaming at me to come do something else or until I like fall asleep like I don't I'm not that organized yeah, I'm, I'm, one minute one minute at the end of your day I understand that and my brain <laughs> is an idiot like my brain is a jerk it totally messes with me so um anyway I try and do things as automated as possible. So when it comes to yeah. tracking things, we have plugins and I'm trying to remember, um, ManageWP tracks a bunch of stuff. So yeah, nice. like all of our devs, all of our, who do like for the focus, like on demand work, but also for the maintenance, they have to log in through ManageWP to the sites, A, that keeps the credentials secure, but B, it tracks what's happening by what user and stuff. So. That's super useful to have and it's automated. So we don't have to rely on nice. anybody saying what they did. And then there are plugins for your WordPress site too. I can't pull the name, but uh Yeah, there's a then, few logging um, plugins that log. And in. so I like I like pen and paper. I like to write. Mm-hmm. I got um an an iPad Pro, like I guess it's been almost two years ago. It's ridiculously expensive. And it's like one of the best investments I've made because I can hand write notes at meetings and things like that. Cause I I don't like to type during meetings or I need to just be able to scribble stuff down really quickly and you can search for your notes. And so I use the good notes app for that. There's, there's several of those as well. Even just the general notes app on that comes with all your iOS devices is pretty great for using the Apple pencil. But um, also the the thing I love about it just come out and the iPad air is half the price of the pro and still has pencil support. So just in case you want to go down that track, you don't actually need the pro if you're not doing grand masterpiece artworks. Right, right, right. Yeah. So do that. Yeah, for sure. But it has made such a difference for me just because I am a pen and paper kind of person. Um, It's not the same. You know, it's not the same feel and everything, but it's the same speed and the same shorthand and all that. And then it does handwriting recognition. So I can write notes on my iPad. 
I can open up the GoodNotes app on my Mac and search for words and it will find those notes. Like nice. the best case scenario, right? Like that to me is awesome. So yeah. I, I use I use that to keep track. of Now I, I don't do like, I, I love the way you do it, Sarah, like a journal almost like each day, yeah. like what you've done and stuff. That would That's be cool. even mm. better. Well, I don't I've have done it much for, by date. I've done it for three days now. So we'll report back. <laughs> I did that Good. with a, a, a PC app called uh, Sticky Notes because it just yeah, nice. sometimes yeah. you just be all over the place and you, you just write, start writing things down. And then yeah. you realize you've got all these sticky notes. It, there's just loads and loads of, and they're all opening up on the PC when you're, yeah. uh, when you're booting <laughs> up. And there's, there's one coming, another one, another one. It's like Nan Nancy without the paper. Yeah. <laughs> I used to I used to be a post-it note maniac like when I had a full-time job and stuff I I at my in my office my monitor would be covered and every <laughs> once in a while one would just go and just flutter to the ground and I called that it's gone I called that prioritizing like I guess that <laughs> one isn't important. was that it important jump off <laughs> task so suicide what? so just just um rewind a little bit to uh continue by the way guys. just Sorry, Hold on. on quickly from the group. We just want, it's important to know that Kyle, oops, sorry, Kyle Zinger, which is such a cool name, let's face it. Uh, he says that we all have funny accents. And then I appreciate that he followed it up with, I'm sure mine is worse, eh? Like, that's a pretty good joke. I like it. They'll they'll get it I, I, appreciate, yeah. <laughs> I appreciated the A joke. Hey, do you know how they named Canada, by the way? Do you guys know this? They were there was three guys sitting around with a bag of letters, and they decided to each pick one. So the first one went C A, so they went N A D A. Come on, you don't get. <laughs> they say A at the end of things, you guys. Come on, it's a funny I get joke. It. I get it. I'm just like really anyway. cautious these days. <laughs> you yes. can't laugh at anything oh, yeah. anymore. No, I know. So I was just uh, thinking don't, about the. Don't, Kyle, um, defend me that that was an acceptable Canadian joke. <laughs> <laughs> he's not coming Mike on. Mike is not, like, can we please talk about the topic? <laughs> no, we're almost there. We're almost there. So uh, I think in, in larger business, um, they tend to use, uh, produce something called the Racy Matrix, um, which is uh, based on your um, high impact and high probability. You then pick the people that are responsible for action items, the personnel who are accountable um, for those um, action items, people that are consulted, that's the C, and the I is those people that have to be informed. So it's, again, it, you can break it right down and if you um, do a little bit of research on, on the RACI matrix, you can see how people break that down into all of those roles. So again, in, Wait, a, the, in a much larger business. racist metrics? I thought we no, were no. trying to be racy. Racy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's no it's ST on the this one. Yeah. The racist metrics. Yes. let's not. And it's it's kind of like, um, again, just breaking things down. And and I think even just for uh, your own business, and and like we were saying at the, at the top of the show, when you've got um, the things that are most important to you, if you if you've only got a single laptop, or what would happen if you haven't got it? I'd imagine what most people do is my laptop's broken. I've got to go down the road and go and buy another one. Well, you didn't have that. You didn't have the opportunity in lockdown, so it, your your probability and impact changed 
during the pandemic because you were reliant on online deliveries. So you couldn't just nip down to the shop and go and buy yourself another one. Um, so these things are constantly changing and constantly need to be reviewed as well. It's not something that's very sexy. It's not something that a lot of people like to actually do, but it should be, if you're, if you're building a business, you should take the time to stop and think about this, especially when it starts to grow, because as you start to hit X amount of clients, you're going to start to realize that yeah. if it all blows up, who's the person that's going to be left holding the, um, yeah, and I think it kind like, of I think almost comes from nowhere. Like you start as a like a sole person with three clients or whatever it is. Like when you're in those days, you kind of think, well, it's only three clients. They don't really care. It's just me. It's all in my head. It's all fine. And then over time you get more clients. Um, and I think you forget more things. But equally, it's that thing of like you're still in that mentality of being a sole trader, just you you've got everything in your head. You don't need to communicate it to anybody. And I think it's that thing of like, you almost have to jump as if you were an agency before you're an agency. So yeah, before you're ready to be working with anybody else, or even just kind of as a way of having the contingency, pretend you're an agency, pretend that other people need to know what's going on, pretend, pretend you're accountable Fake to a boss or like, yeah, because it feels like you're taking extra time to do these things and that's frustrating and all that time you, you could be using to actually do the actual work for other clients. But realistically, what you're doing is saving yourself time in six months time when a client comes and says to you, hey, whatever, whatever, like I need, I need all my logins to my staff or, you know, like if a client leaves you, that process for me can take hours and hours and hours yeah. because partly I have to dig through the things and find all the things. Then I yeah. have to find the license keys. Then I have to disconnect them from my Cloudflare or whatever it is. Imagine if you had have taken the extra 10 minutes along the process to either document what you were doing or to set it up in a way that it was um, its own thing. Yeah. And then someone says they want to leave and it takes you 10 minutes to hand that over to them. What you're doing by spending extra time now is actually saving you time either to help your head know what you've done in the past or um, if, God forbid, something happens to you that someone else can log into your stuff and actually be able to deal with it. It feels like you're taking extra time. It feels like I'm just a sole trader. Why do I need to do all this like fancy stuff? But what you're actually doing is saving your butt further down the yeah. track. And professionalizing as well. It's mm. not even that, Sarah. Like there are how many people out there will crank out websites? Uh, you know, just yeah. somebody that will go build a website, they're literally a dime a dozen. You can find them at any price range, any country, any anything. But what if you elevate? What if you are above that and you can provide this to your client with yeah. that security? I mean, you guys, you've all inherited a website or you all know some people with websites. What is the number one complaint anybody has ever had about their web developer that they had before you. It is, they didn't give me my passwords, they vanished and I couldn't get access to my stuff. I didn't know how to do anything, right? Like that's the, to me, that's yeah. the number one pain point for people using web developers. So if we can come in and talk to somebody, not only, I mean, we're, we're taking more time to do all these things, but that's a yeah. value add. It's not a time suck. It's a val. It's, billable time basically you know so you can go in and actually charge higher rates because you're giving your customers peace of mind that they're working with a professional and that everything yeah. is covered and that we've thought of these things so they don't yeah. have to and they don't have to worry about it 
Yeah. I just realized all my wild really gesturing is compl- I'm just like a torso on this little skinny <laughs> sliver. We have no, I'm wildly gesturing. I got to gesture like this. Because- <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, our, um, our guys in the chat are having a good time. And uh, Kyle Zinger, he said he's, oh, we're not allowed to tell. But he's, he's just starting out. So he doesn't want us to spill the beans. But listen, Kyle, you're in the right place. You're among friends and you're yep. you're on the right track, you know? Um, so while while we're here, we only have about maybe five more minutes since we're a little bit, we were a little bit early. Uh, if you guys would hit us a like, if you're listening on um, on your podcast app, give us a like, Facebook or um, YouTube, if you're watching, please get a thumbs up and um, subscribe on YouTube if you would. And guys, we would love to hear some reviews. We want your feedback. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash Divi chat and give us a review. That'll pop up whatever podcast app you have installed on your device. So you can conveniently rate right there. And it'd be great to know what you want us to talk about as well. Because we got one request in here, which is great. Like we can go right down to the beginning of like um, someone there is saying that they're just starting out. Like that's why we started this podcast. Some people are a little bit further in the journey. We would love to know, you know, what basic stuff do you want us to talk about? What more um, progressed stuff do you want us to talk about? Because we actually want to provide something that is useful to you and not just us rambling for an hour for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you like, do you guys like things that are more business related more WordPress in general? Or are you looking for more like specific Divi tips and tricks? Let, yeah, us, know. let us know. We really do. Yeah. Yeah. We really yeah. do care. Miro, the answer, you're about to get No, Miro. No, Miro. No. Jetpack was the like, is the reigning worst ever Divi chat episode. I'm happy to report that was before mine and Mike's time, both of us. So. <laughs> I wasn't on that one either. So we're all. Oh, you work? No, Sweet. We're all. We're all clean from that one. That was like, <laughs> it was like a 20-minute episode. Should we try sure and recreate I, it? I think I opted they out of that one because I was like, I don't use Jetpack. I've got nothing. So <laughs> I didn't come to that one. <laughs> yeah. So yep. um, and we've been kicking around some other ideas too, you guys, about maybe taking some actual questions, like having a sort of more of an open format episode where we take some questions in the chat and we go through those right there. So... Yep. Keep us posted. And you know how to find us. You can message us on the page. We gave you all of our stuff. You know where we're at. But um, yeah. Christian, we're not going to do a WP Bakery episode. <laughs> you can come on, Christian, for WP Bakery. You know what that episode would be? You can do an I hour actually had someone, I had someone ask me the other day, like, would you work with, um, have you worked with it before? Yes, I have. And my answer, if any client comes to me and says, oh, I've got WP Bakery or I look on their website, I say, no, I am not the right person to work with you. Yeah. Uh, good luck. Have fun. You, know who, I, you know, know who loves working know. with WP Bakery? Is we Miro. do. He's yeah. made for we us. Have a, we, have a, we have a running inside joke with Miro in our little Focus on Your Biz chat group. Where he, he got stuck with like three of them in a row and he was just like ready to jump off a bridge. It's so awful. We all... Yeah. Just saying, oh, no. it is often a rebuild to do it. But he was trying to help. That's right. And I think that Amiro was in that yeah. position. Where Haven't we all somebody, been there? Yeah. Somebody came sure. to him and said, can you help me? And he said, yeah, of course I'm a web, you know, WordPress website professional. I want to help you. And then they went, 
there you go. Here's your login. And it's like, no. it's like the... chalk that <laughs> yeah. up to hard lessons learned. Yes. Um, yeah, that's right. So <laughs> Nancy asked, said, Miro, is your head imploding yet? We're just thinking <laughs> about it. So. Um, uh, one final thought I have, guys, is I, I meant to mention this earlier and I kind of forgot. There is, uh, have you heard of the WOM? The W-O-M, it stands for the Website Owner's Manual. It's uh, it, for those of us who are in the admin bar Facebook group. It's an excellent group. Kyle Van Dusen, yeah, join it. hoping mm. we can get him to come on the show sometime. But um, mm. he he sells it for dirt cheap. I don't know how much it is now. It's been a range of prices, but I think it's less than $30. It something, was about 27 you know. yeah. 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 And it, it's basically just a document it, to give your clients and he, he uses it as a yeah, tool nice. for basically selling maintenance and care plans because it shows them what all is involved, but it also has the added benefit of being similar to what we're doing here, you know, like giving the, uh, like a format so that you have something in place and you don't have to create it from scratch. So, yeah, nice. um, I don't have an affiliate link or anything. I just use it and I think it's great. So, uh, go, yeah, go take a look that. at that. Do you guys have yeah. any uh, final thoughts? Well, uh, I'll just say my, in one minute or less. Yep. Go, Sarah. Okay. My final thought is just do one thing. Like, let's all work on progressing ourselves by one step this week. Like, that's certainly something we're not saying we're perfect. We haven't all, other than Mike, Mike's got it all sorted. But aside from Mike, mm -hmm. know, we, don't all, we don't have it all sorted. And there are definitely things that I know in my business I could be doing to make life easier for myself in the future. So maybe just pick one thing and work on that for the next month. And then you can work on something else later down the track. Don't feel like you've got to get it all perfect. Let's just all work on one thing and get a little bit better at what we're doing. Yeah. I completely I agree love with that. that. That's great advice because something like this can be super overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. We've got a lot of a lot of warm, warm users in the uh, in the chat. A lot of love for the mm -hmm. warm. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that when uh, just to sort of add to what Sarah was just saying about one thing, make it the big thing to start off with. Start from the top down. Um, you know, work out what is at most at risk what most could, could affect you in your business, and that's usually your hardware or maybe it's your internet. What kind of internet uh, have you got? Uh, what kind of plan have you got? Is it just like a, um, a standard consumer plan or have you got a business plan where the SLA with the uh, ISP is perhaps a little higher um, because you can't be without it? What are you going to do if, if it goes down and perhaps you're in a lockdown situation again and you can't work? So then you're, you know, you might not be in a good coverage position as well for your um, to, to sort of tether off of your phone. So think of all of those things, but think of the highest thing first, the highest probability and the highest impact. Love it. All right, you guys, thanks so much for being here. Um, we are looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. And this was episode 197. So you know what that means is coming up in a few weeks. You don't want to miss the big 200. We got a couple things in the works. Hopefully a special guest or two will be making an appearance. So um, anyway, we will, we'll see you back here. Same bat time, same bat channel next week. Uh, actually not the same bat time. Australia, Correct. it's going to be 7 a.m. next week. So yeah, good luck with that. Get the coffee brewing. Get the coffee Sorry. brewing. All right. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon.